Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast, episode 38. I'm really, really enjoying this podcast. I've, um, you know, we've committed to releasing a podcast on a weekly basis, and it's just been amazing just seeing the reaction. And um, yeah, me and Stace talk about it all the time. There's a lot of different things that we, we're doing right now in terms of the mentorship program, um, Clubhouse, just lots of things we're doing on social media. It's that, um, but actually we, we previously weren't putting probably the same level of effort into this podcast. Um, but just the reactions we've been getting, we realized that actually a lot of people are listening and we're getting a lot of, a lot of feedback. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, we've committed to releasing a podcast at least one a week. And I hope you are, are seeing the benefit of that. We love, love, love receiving the feedback. It really does kind of give us that confirmation that what we're doing is um, is adding value. Um, this is a space for us where we just share us, we share whatever knowledge we have unconditionally. So um, I'm really, really glad you guys are feeling that. Today's episode is all going to be about the gift of surrender. And, and it's called letting go. So what do you, what can you let go of? What can you surrender? To truly connect to you, what are you ready to let go of? So I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited about really talking about letting go to become our higher self. And before we start, I want to I want to you I want Stacy to introduce herself. So I'm handing over to the, the beautiful, the amazing, the stunning, the few future New York best-selling author, Stacy Brown. Stacy, over to you. And Stacy, <laughs> I know you, I know you love every time I do that. I'm just preparing you for what's coming. Oh over my you, goodness. Stace. Well, first, I want to say it's always a joy to share this time with you and to be able to connect with our audience. I feel like we really get to the heart of the work that we do and inspiring people to go deeper on their journey. So I'm excited about this episode. Um, so just to reintroduce myself, I'm Stacy. I am an intuitive healer and a certified Reiki practitioner. I'm a spiritual mentor and coach. I'm an Akashic record reader, and I am proud to report that I have just returned from the UK, having hit send on the email with my completed manuscript to our editor. Super excited about this process and kind of finishing the, the, the meat of the work and getting into the, the creative presentation of the book with the book cover and uh, some copyright editing, but lots happening right now, Nims, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm very excited. Isn't it cool though, right? Um, you, know, you spent some time here. We we talked about the book on the last session, last podcast. Just a beautiful. I just I love what we do. I love the fact that we can connect people's souls and just guide. It just feels like such a beautiful, blessed time. So quick intro into me, um, I'm also a spiritual coach, mentor, uh, and a cashier record reader. And as, as I've already said, I love just connecting to people's energies and guiding them to shine their light. And you can hear so much about us on previous episodes, but I really want to get into this topic. But before we do, Stace, you know my favorite question to start every podcast. And um, I really feel it's important that we shine a light on ourselves first. And it gives us the opportunity to shine a light so much brighter for everybody else. And I always love, this is the first time I'm listening, I always love to start the podcast just by asking 
Everyone that's listening, what have you done today to shine a light on you? And Stacey, I'm going to start with you. What have you done today to shine a light on you? Okay, so you know I always love this question, and I feel like I have to give a little bit of backstory here because um, over the last few months, I've gotten reconnected with running, and I have found it to be the outlet that I was missing um, and I needed in my recipe of how I'm showing up in the world. And when I was on my way to visit you in the UK, I landed at Heathrow and I had a really bad fall. And um, it was definitely a very embarrassing moment, but more than that, it was super painful. Still not quite sure how it happened, <clears throat> but I ended up <clears throat> um, face planting basically at the airport and injuring not only my face, but my knee. And it has been a setback. I, I am walking fine, all that, but I've had to kind of take a little break from the workouts that I was doing. And I've just been doing a little bit of walking and I have absolutely felt a significant drop in my energy level because I haven't been doing it. So today I am going to slowly ease back in to that workout uh, routine and kind of see what my body is capable of doing right now. I'm going to take it nice and slow, but my intention today to shine the light on myself is to get that part of my routine back in order because for the last say week and a half, almost two weeks, I've really missed it. And I know that when I show up for myself in that way, it, it makes me a better me. So that is the intention for today. Haven't completed the task yet, but um, once we wrap up our busy work day, that's my plan. What about you, Nims? So, so we were on Clubhouse last night too late. Um, so normally, you know, so Clubhouse tends to get really busy in the evening US time. So it means that our rooms tend to be pretty late. I love the night anyway. So our rooms normally start at 1 a.m. UK, finish by about 3. And that's like, okay, I can go to sleep after that room and, you know, I can get up around about 9 and start my work day and that's enough. But yesterday, um, we went on a bit later, didn't we, say? So we finished about 4. Um, so, you know, I went to sleep late. And it was such a, it was a beautiful room, so I didn't mind. But this morning, I decided to sleep in a little bit. So I slept in, waking up about 10.30. I was lucky I didn't have... Um, any work calls this morning. So I allowed myself to rest. And um, the other thing I've just done is, if you don't follow Stacey on, on Instagram, I'd encourage you to do that. Um, she posts lots of good content there on her stories, etc. But she also does this thing on a daily basis where she does juice shots. And um, just her way of kind of giving back and starting the day off right. And they're always really funny. She's Her facial expressions and the way she expresses herself is, is, I love it. Um, but that's, you know, just as we were talking in the prequel, um, that's what I did. I took, um, I did a couple of juice shots to really, you know, one's, one's for mind and body. Um, it's a boost. And the other one is, is really for a good gut. So I thought I'd, um, I'd do some things that for me, the other thing I'm going to do today is um, seeing Stace and the healthy routine that she has. I mean, I've, I've always tended to go, go on walks and go in nature, but the weather in the UK is changing. So I, was encouraged to and I ordered a treadmill so I now have a treadmill in, in my garage um, so I'm going to use that today too so 
lots of things to really give back and honestly i see the impact it's had on stace the when she was doing a lot of the running and the healthcare routine and kind of how it affected her day her days and now she's not been able to do it as much um i can see the energy shift so it kind of helped me realize and understand that how important that self-care routine is we talk about it just about every single podcast and i would encourage everyone to really kind of consider what is your health what is your daily healthcare routine where you're giving back to yourself you know it starts off as a chore um but as you see the the impact it has on you and if you really journal about it connect with you you'll see that it really does have a positive impact so i know it's not the topic of this podcast but i would 100% encourage everyone to have a really positive self-care routine but stays moving on to this topic um you know letting go and really the gift of surrender what are you willing to let go of you are a great example of somebody who has let let go of a lot of stuff we were just talking about in the prequel we both have but i'd love for you to introduce this topic because i really feel it's one that's near and dear to both our hearts but i've seen what you've gone through recently and you've let go of a lot of things so i'd love for you to introduce this podcast and let's uh let's start the conversation yeah so today we kind of wanted to open up um a discussion about letting go and that the gift that comes from surrendering and letting go of the things that are no longer serving you and i i find myself very torn with this discussion because um yes i have had to let go of a lot but i also look at my history i've been looking at my history a lot so kind of understanding a little bit more about my programming my uh childhood experiences and how they come into play um the attachments that i form in relationships and it's come into my awareness that in the past i have been one to cling two relationships even after i've been given the signs that those relationships are no longer serving me and what does it look like to maybe make decisions earlier on before i have to repeatedly have the signs that these relationships aren't healthy and you know i i would say a couple of years ago the life that i had i guess this makes me sound like a a dreaming disney princess but the life i had i thought was my happy ever after like that that was i had accomplished it all you know like the people in my life that were surrounding me were permanent in my mind in my heart that's what i felt and it's interesting to get married and share your life with someone and make vows not just promises but vows that you are going to be together through thick and thin and then life happens and and for me life happening was watching one of my children go through a crisis a significant life altering crisis and watching the ripple effect of what that did to the family unit and i really believe that everybody processes pain 
on a different timeline and in a different way. And in my circumstances, uh, the relationship with my husband that once was the priority and was um, connected became a place of deep disconnect. And in the, in the past few months, um, as I've been traveling back and forth to the UK and I've been writing my book and I've been delving deeper into my own healing and basically saving myself, uh, that disconnect became even more noticeable in my marriage. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to share one of the experiences that I had while I was in the UK. And it's, I, f I can feel like my, my hands and feet are getting cold, you know, and clammy. And I can feel the, the anxiousness of sharing this so publicly. But I also feel like somebody listening to this is going to be able to relate. So um, I was in the UK um, back in April. Uh, working on the book with you, NIMS, and kind of finalizing the, the chapters and organizing that, that season. And one of the chapters of the book uh, is called My Fairy Tale. And we were revisiting that chapter. I don't recall if we were editing the chapter, but we were revisiting it. And in those moments of revisiting it, we were discussing um, my marriage and what it, what it looked like and the beauty of it and how connected we were and just describing what life was like. And as we were going through that, I just had this overwhelming feeling to call my husband in the U S and connect with him because I was having this reminder of what we were. And I wanted to reach out to the person that I shared those experiences with. And so I tried to call him repeatedly and he was unavailable. And it took a full 24 hours before I could get him on the phone. And when I got him on the phone, there was this energetic crater between us where I was trying to pull him into the memories of what we had had before. And he just wasn't having it. And before I could even really process and filter what was coming out of my mouth, I found myself saying to him on that call, if I stay in this relationship the way it is, it's going to kill me. And he got super quiet and we kind of awkwardly ended the conversation. And I returned to the U.S. within the week later after that and spent the last night in my marital home that I would spend married to this man. I don't even know that I knew until those words were coming out of my mouth that I was letting go. But I reflect on the last several months and kind of navigating through the selling of my dream home, the dissolution of my marriage, the disconnect with some of my children who are hurting deeply, and then watching my soon-to-be ex-husband venturing out and dating and 
creating a new relationship and a life with someone new. And I will tell you the process of letting go has not been a momentary thing. It's been layers of letting go. And not only letting go of the marriage, but really letting go of life the way I knew it and my routine the way I knew it in a way that I would never have expected going through. And I think sometimes when I talk about my story and the experiences that I've had, I almost feel like without being aware of it, I talk about the pain of the, of the letting go or of the, the trauma. And I don't talk about the beauty that comes after. And so in this episode, I definitely want to go into that. But I think it's super important to understand that so many of us kind of get in our own heads about the way that we expect life to go or the things that we think that we should or shouldn't do based off of the programming programming we've received or um, the, the lessons that we have learned and we kind of create this habitual hamster wheel where we show up the same way every day with the same people surrounding us and we don't take a deeper inventory of how these relationships are impacting us and what is actually serving our greatest good. And for whatever reason, since my son's trauma, I've had more of an awareness of self and of the relationships around me than I ever have before. And I realized that I was with a partner who wasn't actually a partner. I was living in a space where I was waiting for the last four years for my partner to wake up, to start processing his pain, to communicate, to have a collaborative effort in moving our family forward. And when I got him on the phone and I said, this is going to kill me, I don't think I realized how much it was killing my spirit until the words came out. And then there was no undoing it because then I was acknowledging both to myself and to him in that moment, what we're doing is not working for me. And it kind of started this snowball effect where it was like, okay, this person can't be in my life, which means I can't live in this space. And if I can't live in this space, where am I going to live? And if I'm not going to live in this space, what do I need to do to close this chapter and move forward? And now how do I navigate life without this person that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with? So I feel like I'm really digging deep into this, but I know that there are so many people in this world who stay in relationships and circumstances that are toxic, that are unhealthy, that are not allowing us to expand and grow in the way that we're meant to. And so I'm hoping that by being so transparent and open today, that I might inspire our listeners to take a closer look at the relationships that they have in their lives and do an inventory. Yeah, no, I think it's a, you know, I, I, I remember 
you saw you started your your intro by talking about the fairy tale chapter. I remember we had to re-record it, and you know that the the kind of the moment in you when you realize that you know when you when when you remarried and you move into your 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 dream home um, where your fairy your so-called fairy tale began, the realization that you've been waiting for this fairy tale, and somehow you've been waiting for for your partner to become the person that's meant to be in your fairy tale. And it's like the allowances that you were making. And just, I, I, I remember seeing that light bulb moment in you to, you know, and, and I always love how vulnerable you go, right? And I've seen you um, kind of the last four months recreate what, you, what you've created and become this person that's shining a light so bright by letting go of so much. And, um, I applaud you for doing that because you, your single-minded focus on becoming this healer, becoming this person that you know you're meant to be, um, is an accelerated path, which has meant you've had to let go of so much to create a vacuum um, for new things to come into your life. And I just, I applaud you for doing that. I really feel we're all kind of being pushed at this time to really examine, look in the mirror. Who are we? Um, many of us are going through what we call a rebirth, um, where really you're changing everything about you. And I feel a lot of us are in that stage of vulnerability where we are going through a rebirth. It's like being a cocoon. You know, you're a bit of a gooey mess as you before you become that butterfly. But when you're in that state, you do need to protect your energy. And so I'm sure a lot of us are being pushed to really challenge ourselves on who are the people in our lives, what are we kind of allowing in our lives. And I would encourage everyone to think, to consider that, you know, are you, as you're going through all these changes, I'm sure many of us are, are the people and the things in your life serving you? Or is it time to let go? Is it time to surrender? Is it time to move out your own way? And Stace, like I said to you, you're, you're a great example. And, you know, I, we, we joke about it in previous episodes, it's like when we became friends, when we connected, it's it's like you chose to be, be on a roller coaster of, of massive change in a short space of time and you know being being your close friend and kind of all the things we're creating spiritually somehow i think i signed up on that roller coaster with you so um you know i, I find a lot, a lot of people in my life are my circle has gotten a lot smaller um and i kind of feel that's what it's meant to be for us at this time as as we rebirth and as we really decide you know, how we're here to shine a light, um, there does need to be some changes. And, you know, we talked about it before we started recording the podcast. I, you know, we talk, we talk a lot about um, the pain of the upgrades and the pain of the change. Um, but I love how you actually then started to talk about the beauty of it. Um, being on the outside, I've seen, um, I've, I can see the difference in you from the person you were. Um, and, I had the benefit of you coming to London and you were shining your light differently because you had space to be. But I also experienced when you were back home in the darkness you were in compared to the light that you are today. If somebody was looking outside, they'd be thinking, well, hold on a second. You know, she's, she's moved from a dream home. She's, she's um, um, living in, in, in a basement just for now. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if they really get to see the beauty of this person the light that this person is shining. Um, and I get it, it's still work in progress, right? There's still stuff that, that you're working on, I'm working on. Um, but there is a beauty to this period. 
and I love how you kind of brought it to that. I really feel we are being pushed to, to really consider what do we want to do? In COVID, we were all in lockdown. We were all kind of asked to really deal with the stuff that we pushed away for so many years. Um, then we had to integrate it, heal it. And now I think we're really being pushed to consider why we're here, how we're here to shine a light. And I hope this resonates with, with the listeners. Um, but yeah, letting go. I, I, I just, you're just such a great example of somebody who chose to let go and um, really be here in a, in a different way. And if you think about our day to day, right, we, we, we have mentorship calls, we have readings from people all over the world, you know, all the way from US, UK, India, if we just think about the next couple of days. Um, so it is beautiful what we're creating. Um, but it's also important that people realize there's a journey and there's a sometimes painful part of it, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about like, when I was a little girl, and um, quite frankly, I'm super pissed at Walt Disney because I feel like there's this idea as kids when we're watching these movies of these princesses and a prince coming and rescuing her, right? And it's romanticized. And so for me, as a little girl, I was consumed with everything Disney. I loved, you know, Cinderella and The Little Mermaid and all of these movies, but in every one of the movies, there was someone rescuing the princess and, and, it, and in the end, completing her so that she lived her life happily ever after. And I don't remember anyone ever debunking that myth for me. Okay. So as I came into adulthood, both based off of the way my family unit worked, my, my mother and father and their interaction and that Disney princess, you know, uh, consuming obsession in my mind from a very young age, I believed that another person would kind of fit like a puzzle piece and then I would be complete. And so I spent decades really of my adult life trying to take that idea that I was kind of implanted with as a child and make that my reality. And I found that even here in my forties, I was doing the same thing. And yet that relationship dynamic left me feeling very uncomfortable and insecure and unseen and unheard. And I believed that if I stayed long enough, at some point, he would wake up and things would be what they had been in the beginning. And yet in that waiting, I felt like I was slowly dying. I feel like now looking back on it, the universe, God, my higher power was showing up for me, right? Because I was being given people who were seeing me and seeing my abilities and I was finding platforms outside of my marriage, like Clubhouse, et cetera, my book, to unpack those ideas that I had about how I was raised, that programming. And I was being given opportunities to use my gifts and abilities. So it was like, as much as I felt like I was dying in that space, I can see how God was showing up 
by saying there's more for you than just what exists in this house. And there's more for you to do to work on yourself. And so though I couldn't see it in the mess, I can see it now that even when I felt like I was isolated and alone and suffocating in a way, there were outside forces that were bringing me into a greater understanding of who I am. And I'm not going to lie. It's been super challenging. Um, I, I don't know if I, I don't recall if I've shared this, but when I first um, left the marital home, I was staying at friends' houses, trying to figure out where I was going to live. And I was waking up in the middle of the night, gasping for air. Um, like it was like, I was waking up out of a sound sleep, having a panic attack. Um, I slept with the lights on as a, as a grown woman, I slept with the lights on because there was so much anxiety around navigating life without that person sleeping in bed next to me, because that's what I had told myself I needed to complete me. And yet I felt empty. And it's taken months for me to work through the, the emotional and mental stuff that happened through this separation. And there's still parts of it, Nims, like the, the, the practical parts of it, the formality of divorce, the legal proceedings, there's still that stuff going on, right? But what I've found since I've separated from that, what became a toxic relationship I've been even more motivated to get to know myself in a deeper way. And I don't have another person's opinions or thoughts or actions governing how I'm showing up in the world. You know, it was just a few short months ago that I would do our clubhouse rooms and do readings for people from the closet of my master bedroom. And I did that because of the story behind it and the healing that happened in that space. But in a way, I was closeted. I was still shrouding who I was in some way, in some secrecy or in some shameful way and not feeling like I could be myself throughout my house. And now I'm in a space where, <clears throat> yes, I'm renting a basement apartment, but I have a space where I feel very confident and comfortable in not only being me, but further exploring me, right? Like, how do I wanna show up in the world and who do I want to serve? and the beauty of this season has been in that exploration. I've actually been doing it quite publicly and I find it so um, incredible that, you know, with social media, we all show the highlight reel, right? We show when there's a new baby in the family or there's a great vacation that we went on or we have a new job or a new car, but rarely do we show anything outside of the highlight reel. And I made a conscious decision that I was not going to hide this part of myself. So I've been processing the pain quite publicly, but it's given me the opportunity to take a closer look 
at what I've gone through and to pull out the lessons from it and then to impart that wisdom into other people. So if I would use one word to describe the process of letting go for me right now, it would be empowering because it has opened me up to understanding that when I let go of the things that no longer serve me, I finally have room for the things that truly fulfill me. That's so beautiful. We need to write that down somewhere for sure. So, um, no, and, and it's so true, right? It's that how much of our lives are we living because we're waiting for something? How often do we say, you know what, I'll be happy when this happens? How often do we say, you know, when, when this person wakes up or, you know what, um, and how often do we stay with people that no longer serve us in the hope they become the person we want them to be? How, how often do we stay friends with people even though we know it's not serving us? Because we're worried about, hold on, if we lose this friend, you know, who else am I going to spend time with? And you know, or how often do we you know, keep feeding ourselves with the wrong food, the wrong programs, the wrong because we're worried about what it's going to replace. And, you know, in this season, I really feel it's, it is time for us to challenge ourselves to really kind of ask, you know, who, who are the people in our life that are not serving us? What are the things that we do in our life that isn't serving us? What can we do? Um, what can we let go of? What can we surrender to create space in our life for something magical? I really feel that that's the season when, so when we were talking about this episode, I really felt, really felt excited by it because it is that season of finding ourselves. I mean, really challenging our programming. Um, you know, we, we do this in our mentorship program. It's like we challenge people's programming in terms of how much are you influenced by your religious programming? How much are you influenced by your parental programming? You know, what you, what you saw in terms of couples growing up with your parents, whether it was good or bad, how much is that influencing you on a day-to-day basis? And what are you waiting for? And really, I really feel that we're all being challenged to focus on this moment. If we can appreciate the joy, the love, the joy in the, of, the, of the person we are today, if we can just realize that we're perfect in this moment and appreciate the joy in this moment instead of waiting for something else, and, you know, yesterday is just a memory and tomorrow will take care of itself. And um, that, for me, is the beauty of, of your share. It's that you, and actually, you've only just shared a part of it, right? It's that, you know, the amount of stuff that you've let go of, that, that I've seen you let go of, including um, not just your marital home, your partner, um, but also, you know, a lot of a lot of your friends are actually, you know, it's like I said earlier, my friend circle's got a lot smaller too. So it's that. It's really interesting that um, when you choose to let go and when you start to raise your vibration, there's going to be people in your life that can't stay, right? They, they, they're used to you being the person you were and they struggle to expect X to accept this person you become because in some way um, they felt attached and connected to the old version of you, the one that was in pain, the one that was not, not really pushing pushing things away that don't serve. They were, and maybe the people 
leave your life because there's things in their life that they're not pushing away. And when you do that, when you start, when you make those decisions to be authentically you, because they're not ready to make that step, they feel uncomfortable. And I just, you know, again, I applaud you. I mean, um, you know, myself in terms of really kind of focused on this healing journey and really kind of going through the rebirth and everything else. Sure, you know, my, my circle has become smaller. Um, and it's really interesting, you know, when we are mentors and when we are recording this sort of podcast, I really feel that we have to become that example. We have to push ourselves to be the best version we can be um, because we have a responsibility to do that. And when we have these sort of conversations, we're not just talking to the listener, we're talking to ourselves. And we're really keeping ourselves honest in this whole thing. When we're mentoring people, it's the same thing. It's that, you know, none of us are perfect. All of us are going through a human journey too. And this conversation helps us too. But Stace, you know, just everything you let go of to become this sort of person, I don't think I fully comprehend. But it's like, you know, for people outside your world, I really don't think they, they could comprehend how much you've had to go through, but also the beauty of this person, because so many people, when you go through this upgrade, don't recognize you anymore. But people yeah, can hear I mean, you. I, I feel, I definitely feel that, Nims. Like I, I live in a small town, okay? Like in a rural setting um, where everybody knows everybody. And when my son you know, crashed his car and, and we went through that horrific experience. Oh my gosh. Like so many people in our community rallied around us. And it was, it was really profound the way that people showed up for us and served us after the, the kind of explosive nature of the emergent part at the beginning, that, that help and that, um, connection really dwindled. And I think people didn't know how to continue to connect with us. And for me, I pulled into my shell because my life was on public display in a way that I didn't want it to be, and I didn't expect it to be, and I didn't know how to handle it. And so I went from being a hairdresser who was very well-known in the community, had a very busy schedule, serving constantly with clients who I had had in my chair for years to um, a more isolated, <clears throat> like <clears throat> introspective version of me. And I pulled away. I, I definitely pulled away. And I feel that other people pulled away, not understanding how to support me long-term, not understanding this new version of me. And as I progressed, through that period of time of, of being isolated, I was okay with being isolated because I was facing so much personally, right? My son was going through trauma. Then I had a surgery and I spent three months in bed and then needed another surgery. And my circle became smaller and smaller. And as I started opening up and sharing the journey publicly, I became connected with other light workers and healers and I developed a space on Clubhouse that we talk about often called Soul Center. And without really being aware that I was in a position of leadership, I gathered a group of people that I felt were 
aligned in my vision for wanting to create a healing space. <clears throat> and we proceeded to build a club and build a team and do what we could to serve the public. And as I separated from my husband, it was like I went through another shift and I became aware that some of the people that I had aligned with in this um, organization, we'll call it, um, they were talking the talk and they were really good about presenting their ideas about spirituality and healing. But I felt that behind the scenes, they weren't taking action for themselves and they were staying in situations that were toxic. And it was almost like me leaving my toxic situation triggered this chain of events that left me without a team that I felt was going to move forward. And it became another act of letting go because I've always done business by myself as a hairdresser. I built my business by myself. I saw my clients. I was the one doing all the work from start to finish. And a lot of the reason why I did that was because I didn't see people having the integrity with their brand that I wanted to have with mine. And so I felt like I had to take it into my own hands. When it came to the healing work, it was something so new to me that when I stumbled upon other people who were supportive of that vision, I wanted to take it and run with it. I don't think that I had the self-awareness before leaving my marriage that I was aligned with people who weren't in the same space as I was and weren't as committed to the process as I was. And I want to be really clear on this. Everybody's journey is different. So I'm not criticizing like pointing fingers at them for not being aligned with my vision. I'm actually pointing a finger at myself that I needed to be clear on my vision in order to align with people who were in a position to help me move that forward. And so I actually haven't talked about this publicly. This is the first time, but we just completed the book. And one of the chapters in the book, I talk about this, this season and it's like I was just letting go of my marriage and then becoming aware that I had to let go of some other people that were in my life that I thought were going to help me see this vision through. And I, again, feel like I was hanging on to something longer than its expiration date. And it's been challenging because I am constantly looking at myself, Nims. I'm constantly looking at myself and saying, I, I know you do. What, what are you doing here? What is your part in this? What are you contributing and what do you need to learn from this? I mean, constantly. I mean, and it's true. Everything is a co-creation, right? So 100%. Sides. 100%. And these relationships were relationships that of, with people that I felt so close to. But when it came down to the actual vision for what I was trying to cultivate in the space and the healing that I wanted to do, I didn't feel like we were aligned on a timeline that made sense for what we were building. That's so, the key that you, they felt close to you and you felt close to them when you were in pain. Yes. When you decided to do something about it, that's when the misalignment started. And it's like, I remember even me and you, right? I mean, I wasn't 
I couldn't attend that first event. I wasn't part of that Soul Center team. And somehow I think we were protected from it. But it's like, I remember having some conversations with you and you calling me out on some of the things I need to work on. And, you know, and I, and I know that, you know, we have this exchange and I called you out on some stuff too, but it's that, you know, the, the, the phase that we're in and the, the things that we're doing, if we're not working on ourselves, then, you know, what are we actually doing in this space, right? So I, I thank you for calling me out on some of my stuff too. And, and you, know, I, you know, I'm working on some stuff like we all are, right? So, um, but it yeah, is- Yeah, it, it just feels so yeah. sacred right now, Nims. It feels so sacred in the Fair sense enough. that, you know, we're not, um, I don't know, marketing. I'm going to go to the beauty industry because we're not marketing like a new makeup that's going to make you look and feel good. We, we are doing soul work and that takes a deep internal shift and forgive me for being blunt, but you can't fake that. You can't fake healing. You can't fake living a life that is aligned with your purpose. And I refuse, I refuse to settle for anything less than integrity and expansion and a fierce commitment to myself and to serving other people. And I don't think that I had this posture even a few months ago. I think I was showing up like, okay, this is who I am. Hi world. Let me know if I can help you with like a little bit of insecurity. And I believe that came from the amount of years that I spent hiding who I was. And so there was kind of this timidness to owning my power and standing in it. Yeah. And even, even now, as I'm speaking it, I feel like I'm speaking it with more conviction than I ever have before, more conviction than you've ever heard from me before. But it's like the amount of pain in the lessons that I've had to go through specifically in the last couple of years makes me unaccepting of anything less but that same authenticity and vulnerability from anyone and everyone that I work with. Because without that that awareness, you're making a choice, right? Without Without that, without that awareness and without that commitment, I'm leaving myself open to the same lessons happening again, but with different people. Yeah. And we talk about how important awareness is, right? It's that, but even just in the last few weeks, I mean, I've been telling you for a while that you're a very different person than you were a few months ago and your response would always be, well, maybe, but actually now you're really starting to see the beauty of who you're becoming. Right. And still, we still, everything's still work in progress, but it's that, you know, you talked about, you can't fake it. Sometimes we we faking it to ourselves. And sometimes it's it, but it's like, you know, it's looking in the mirror and saying, well, are you being the person you're meant to be? Are you serving in the way that you're meant to be serving? And it's not, we always focus on where we're trying to get to, but it's not about where we're trying to get to. It's about what are we doing today on a day-to-day basis to shine our light, to really shine and become the best version of ourselves. And it's, for me, this podcast and the words and feels really important in the way that you know, we ask the listener, well, what do you need to let go of? 
What do you need to surrender? What do you need to, well, what are you holding on to that's no longer serving you? Well, and, and I want to add to this. You that and ask that question. What is serving you? And I want to add to that too. We're not talking about perfection because it just hit me that somebody could be like, okay, she's a, she's, she's striving for perfection. I want to be really clear. This has nothing to do with perfection. It has to do with awareness of self and taking action on that awareness. And for me, I want to face all the parts of myself so that I can learn the lessons and move forward, having healthier, happier, expansive relationships and growing in a deeper understanding of what relationships are serving me and what ones aren't. And I have definitely been a person in this season because of what happened with my son and, and all the stuff that was happening behind the scenes before his crash, I have been one to constantly look at and quite frankly, blame myself and take personal responsibility. And what I found was I was doing it in a space where I was almost beating myself up. Like, why weren't you a better mother? Why did you allow this to happen? What damage have you caused? And I think that there's a certain amount of that that's good, right? That where we say, okay, what could I have done differently? But I wanted to take it a step further. I wanted to have the awareness, but then I wanted to take action in a different way. Like, how am I showing up in these relationships? And what, what do I need to do differently to um, attract relationships in my life that are healthy and that are um, challenging in a, in a positive way? And it's been with both my, my personal and my professional life that I've had really significant shifts. And, you know, if for our listeners, if you're going through this, sometimes when you're in the midst of it, it can feel very isolating and it can feel um, anxiety provoking. And it can strike some insecurities. You know, is there something wrong with me that these relationships have dwindled? Um, am I failing somehow? And I've definitely had those thoughts where I've thought, oh my gosh, like, you know, there's, there's a certain person in my life right now that, that that divide has happened. And it's somebody that I, I felt so connected to a year ago. And really leaned into on a daily basis, we would talk and connect and laugh. And, um, and now we're in a place where there's just this like crater between us. But I think it's important to remember that we're not all on the same timeline for healing. And just because I've had this massive shift doesn't mean that the people that were in my life yesterday are having the same shift that I am today. And their journey may look completely different than mine. And it doesn't mean that it's good or bad or right or wrong. It just means that it's different. And I think it goes back to that saying, you know, that people come into your life sometimes for a season, sometimes for a reason, sometimes for a lifetime. And I have found that the majority of the relationships that I have had in my life 
are, are seasonal with lessons. And I'm working really hard on acceptance, on a, a deeper acceptance of who I am and a deeper acceptance that I need to let go of certain people and certain situations in order to continue on this healthy journey. Beautifully said. And um, you know, maybe that is the lesson for the listener is that as, as you embark on this journey of really discovering who you are and letting go of what's not serving, we have to be okay with letting go of things that don't serve us. We have to be okay with realizing that we're all on different journeys and we all have free will, right? We all have free will in terms of are we ready to work on the stuff that we need to? Are we ready to let go of the stuff that doesn't serve us? That's what makes us who we are. We have that choice. Um, we all have potential destinies. We all have potential you know, things that we're here to do in terms of shining a light, but we still get free will. And it's the choices that we make on going deep, you know, look in the mirror and kind of connecting with our true self and being honest with ourselves. I really feel that sometimes we do, t- we do tell ourselves a story. We do tell ourselves, you know, a story that, oh, we work on ourselves, but, you know, it's, you know, I'll start doing this tomorrow or I'll start next week and stuff. And maybe we've got to challenge ourselves on, you know, what can we do today? It's really about what we do today to, um, to truly shine our light and truly let go of the things that don't serve us to become the best version of ourselves. And how often do we play small because we're worried about what might happen. We're worried about change. We're holding on because many of us feel the power of who we are, feel the power of our gifts. And sometimes it scares us, right? I mean, think about a lot of the, the, the cash records we do, the joint Akashic. How often does it come up where people are scared of change or there's things that are holding holding people back from a past life or the gifts, the power of who we are scare us. And it's that we have to embrace all of who we are. And, you know, I love the phrase, it's, it's great when our plans come true. It's even better when they don't because it means God's plans come true. So there's, 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 there's a soul contract. There's a soul journey that we're all on in this lifetime. And, you know, you, you talk about it, Stace, in terms of it is individual. You know, we have people that come into our lives that guide us, that help us, human guides, human angels, but who knows how long they're there for, right? And we need to be okay with, and I make it sound easy. I get that. I hear that all the time. I know it's not easy, but deep down, we know the people that are in our lives that are serving us, that are holding our space, that they're letting us be who we're meant to be. And we also know the ones that aren't. And maybe that's a challenge and a question for the listener is, you know, look, look at the people close in your life and really consider which one, which one, which of those relationships allow you to be the best version of yourself, which ones allow you to expand and really kind of express yourself in the right sort of way, and which ones are keeping you stuck, which ones actually don't want you to change, which ones um, are controlling and maybe don't give you an opportunity to be the real you. And from there, you, it's an awareness thing. From there, you get to make, make a choice. There's no right or wrong. You can choose some of those relationships and hope that person, you know, opens up in a certain way that allows you to be who you're meant to be. Maybe you have an open conversation. 
or they maybe you realize that's, that that relationship is not serving and you decide to walk away. But awareness is always the first step. So if there's one thing that, you know, at least one listener, all the listeners can take away is really look at what's happening in your life. Because I really believe the universe is always pushing us and sending signals to help us understand what's happening. But we, as humans, as souls, get to choose. So if you take a step back and look at, okay, what's happened to me recently that, that's really helped me understand who I am. And then you start to look at the things you do on a daily basis and the relationships you have, and maybe you challenge yourself, okay, is this serving me? And then don't try and, you know, sometimes we try and change everything at once. Think about what you want to change today and start there. What are you going to do today to, to really be your true authentic self and then start from there? And sure, look in the mirror and consider the relationships. But again, you can, you, you can make a conscious choice to walk away from some of those relationships. But you can do it with ease and grace and in the divine timing, if you trust in the divine. But the first thing is always to make a choice. And once you make a choice to be your authentic self, um, just like it's happened with us, say, to a certain extent, some of those relationships start to fall away with ease and grace. And we've both done it where we try to hold on to relationships, even though they're falling away. But then with awareness, we realize that actually these relationships are not serving us. And then we do let them go with ease and grace. But it's making that choice. Once you make that choice to be your authentic self, then things around you start to change. Yeah. And I think it's important for the listener to understand there's still a process of grieving. Sure. We can talk about ease and grace and, you know, being more aware and connected, but there is absolutely a season of grieving that happens when we have to surrender these relationships, not all of them, but you know, when you're surrendering a marriage or a family unit, the way it was, grief is absolutely a normal and probably unavoidable part of this process. And I think many times when I talk about what's happening, I've still been in the grieving. So there's a lot of discussion on what I've lost, but I think what is so profound for me in this season is along with the grief, there's this really beautiful excitement about what I'm creating and what it feels like to make my circle smaller, but have it be people who see me, accept me and love me and support me. And I didn't even realize that I didn't have that until I let go. And I'd, and I'd, I'd ask the listeners that have been listening to us over the last few weeks, few months, we'd love to hear from you and just really kind of, have you noticed a change, the vibration in the words, certainly with Stacey, maybe with me too. Because um, I can see this, the change in us. I can see the change in, it's easier for, I guess, for me to see this change in Stacey because it's kind of more obvious, but we'd love to hear from you. Do you feel the change? Do you feel the change in vibration? And then we'd love to hear from you in terms of, are you starting to change? Are you starting to see the change in you? We love the feedback. We love how much this podcast is impacting people. It's just our way of giving back and we love it. Um, Stace, we've asked a lot of questions in this podcast, um, but we always always finish with maybe asking a question or a general prompt. And uh, so I'd love for you to 
really ask or really, is there a question that you've got in mind that we want to ask our listeners? Absolutely. So the first question I have is who or what do you need to let go of that is no longer serving you? That would be the first question. And the second question would be, what are you going to do today to take action in letting go of those things that are no longer serving you? I love it. Stacey, I just want to say, you know, just congratulate you for, you always say, there's only one way I can be. My heart is, is on the outside. And you, you're just, I love how you vulnerably share all of you um, to really help anyone that's listening. So I love being in this space with you. I love what we're trying to create and what we are creating. Um, they're just, you know, things have got a little bit crazy recently in terms of everything that's coming. So um, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to all the listeners. Uh, all the feedback we get, all the messages and the DMs, et cetera. We love hearing from you. I'll include um, both mine and Stacey's social media details in the show notes. Um, we'd love for you to, to rate this episode and to provide comments on whichever, whatever platform you use. It just helps us to get to other people. And yeah, I've loved this episode. I really hope it resonates. And I'm sending so much love and light to everyone that's listening. Stacey, I'm going to hand over to you to close us out. Thanks again for being here with us, friends. We love the work that we do and the amount of emails and feedback that we get each week is mind blowing. I feel deeply honored to share this platform with you, Nims. Another great episode. Yep, thank you. Always a great episode. And you know, if you do message us, we'll always take time to respond. So if, if you are inspired to message us, um, may take us a few days, but we will always respond. Sending so much love and light out. Um, again, if you there's any topics you want us to cover in the future, let us know. We love giving back. And um, yeah, look for us on different platforms, maybe Instagram, Clubhouse. Um, if you like what you hear, then reach out and let us know. Sending lots of love and light out. Thank you again, Stace. And we'll see you all next week. Bye for now.